from the Dutch Hall week after week you know I hear criticism I hear some uh, feedback if you will from our fans and you know uh, I, I, I don't like how the fact that sometimes you make it all about dick jokes you know you make this show like it's nothing more than just a bunch of guys getting around in a shed getting drunk you yeah know? what the fuck sometimes sometimes I like to talk about what, the way our country's run you know I like to talk about politics it's serious but it makes everybody go to sleep right but I'm telling you, what, what do we have to do? You know, we got ourselves a poster boy, beautiful prime minister with flowing locks and beautiful hair, you know? Beautiful hair. You know, he does yoga on a table. He mesmerizes the world. He captures their imaz- imagination. People are talking about our leader. But still, the people in the Dutch Hall are bored by my politics talk, right? What's he going to do? He's going to make weed legal? Still nothing, Michael? Nothing yet. You're still not interested in politics? Weed's legal? We love weed, though. What about assisted suicide? Is that getting you you all tantalized? That's getting me questioning things. No. What if our prime minister was to go and rough up a Tory and uh, elbow an NDP in the titty? Yeah, elbow a female in the old titty. Not just any titty, but a real nice juicy set, (laughs) as it turns out. Well, that's more interesting. Yeah, now you're now you're listening, Michael. Now I'm listening. Yeah, titties. Well, let's talk about. They call it elbow gate, but I like to call it big titty gate. <laughs> <laughs> How doesn't that grab your attention? Big titty gate. Let's get started, boys. to a big hot crowd here in Pine Grove, Ontario, to the best podcast in Norfolk County, at least this week, because we're a little under the weather. We're going to shrink We're gonna shrink it from the world to Norfolk County this week, but the reason we're the best in Norfolk County is mostly because we have the greatest podcast band in the history of ever, a podcast ever. Yes. They are led by the band leader, Mike Bowe. They have flagging to either side. Steve the Reluctant German and Whiskey Wes Higgins. They are the nocturnal emissions. Let's hear it for them. And beside them, we have my bartender, my brother, my bus driver, and my boss. Oh, the quadruple B's this week. He is Paul Van Dyke. Let's hear it for Paul. And we have a studio audience this week, which are always ple- uh, uh, 
pleased to have. This is a studio audience of one. He's a well-known character to the show. He's my brother-in-law. Jeff Ball is here. Let's hear for Jeff Ball. Hey, hey. Yeah. And our guest tonight. Our guest tonight is well-known to the show. He was the host of Live for Orangeville. Gracious host. Oh, we put one of our super friends naked on his uh, bedroom floor. We apologize for that. But he's made the trek down to the Dutch Hall to join us. He's one member of Loco Mono. He is our good friend Jay Kipps is here. Let's hear it for Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And I am your host, two-time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Let's get this show on the road. Well, I gotta say, we're a little under the weather here in the Dutch Hall. Ugh. My voice is barely holding up. It's hoarse. And uh, we have uh, Michael Bowes just shouldered through the whole <laughs> week here with a, with uh, various illnesses. Mm. He's managed to hobble his way into the Dutch Hall. It's really just taken us by storm. Yep. Our bartender, Paul Van Dyke, has graciously actually done something I haven't seen him do in weeks, which has made us a drink. <laughs> I know. He feels <laughs> bad for amazing. us because I'm so muffled. Get the poison out. Guys. Yes. Kill it. So we've decided to go with good old-fashioned moonshine with a moonshine cherry. And this goes out to everybody who uh, is maybe just feeling just like we sound mm-hmm. today when you're listening to this Clear show. Clear it out. Cheers to everybody. Prost. Prost. Have your bum. This is a Dutch day. Looking oh, and chewing on the cherry is always the best part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll fix everything. Well, you know what? We, uh, as every week, we have our, our regular cast show up here. This week's no exception. We waited for Steve, uh, the reluctant German, to show up today <laughs> because he came from a um, a competition, the likes of which I think fierce. Is, is fierce, you said, right? Fierce. Yeah. Like never been seen. It's an Oxford County competition, right? Yep. Synchronized swimming. He just came from a synchronized swimming <laughs> wow. competition for his daughter. <laughs> How old is your daughter? Uh, she is 10 years old. A 10-year-old synchronized swimming competition, fierce Tilsonberg versus Ingersoll, oh. is going down Fingerhole. in T-Town, is what I like to say. It's right. Berg. Boom. So you witnessed it tonight. You come fresh off of that. You must be exhausted from the emotional roller coaster you've been through. <laughs> it was hardcore. It, 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 I, you know what? I don't understand. It's expensive, and I watch the practices, and I go... What on earth is happening? And then they get into a competition, and then they win gold. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. They won gold. They won gold. Really? Yeah. I'm like these yeah, guys are good. Yeah. They're good. It's a sports break. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, were you like a uh, like like the, the synchronized swimming dad? You know, going nuts or yelling at the other team, cursing them out for yeah. their no. illegal uh, nose plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I missed most of it. I was watching my three-year-old. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, <laughs> you're there. You in spirit. Did you see us win right. gold? No. I, <laughs> I saw some I of it. I tried to great. get uh, your sister to stop eating an l- electrical socket. <laughs> yeah, she's down to two a week. <laughs> Michael, this is a big sports week for you yes, as well, Mike. Yes, yes. Because uh, I was at a. Uh, this, uh, I'm turning it back to me again. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, I was at a. Uh, track and field competition this week for my oh, yes. my daughters my daughters were also there and your yeah. daughters were yeah. also there oh st mike's st michael's right. st michael's right. school with a lot it's of legendary legendary <laughs> here it was we're in track and field competition and uh my daughter says why don't we go up and peruse the records because i heard my neighbor my neighbor greg 
uh, uh, his record was going to be broken by his like second cousin, right? Yeah. By a relative. A relative, yeah. And uh, it was a really big deal. So my my daughter said, "Why don't we go and have a look at the records?" I went up there. What did I see? Shot put. <laughs> Michael Bow oh. still stands. Wow. Still stands. To it wasn't story. husband it broken. It was not broken. 1996? It was around 1996. Yeah. Oh. That is a that's a 20-year-old record, my friend. That's an old record. 20-year-old record still stands. It's amazing, actually. Did you know that Mike had the shot putting uh, uh, chops? I didn't know that at all. I didn't know it either. I remember, I, I think it was in grade seven or eight, and I, I was always into like the 100-meter and long jump and all that, and... Uh, our our teacher at that time thought he's like well you kind of got the physical stature mm-hmm. why don't you try shot put out who who wants to do shot put and the I did kids it. Do. he showed me yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. he showed me like the spin move technique oh and I took to it oh yeah and it was my secret weapon it worked perfect <laughs> you're the spin and oh the, yeah I did yeah. the whole spin and every explode with power I remember it saying, <laughs> explode with power you release it from your shoulder. <laughs> Well, it's a, that's once it gets to twenty years, that's a legendary record. I would oh. say, yeah, that's something to be really proud of. To oh. see it stand to the I day. heard that my cousin Greg's record got broken. I couldn't believe it. I remember being there as a kid, thinking like, that is the fastest I've ever seen anybody run. <laughs> oh, really? You it's it's laser fun. beam, wow. and that got beat. Yeah, it got beat. <laughs> that's gonna I, be a twenty-five-year-old record. Yeah, it was even long. It was eighty-nine, I think, or wow. something like that. Yeah, it was a long record. Yeah. So right now, I think if uh, Greg was to attempt the same race, it would probably be about three or four minutes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's what I asked my nephew. I said, uh, "Would you? Do you think you could beat him in a race right now?" <laughs> yeah. He, he laughed on the phone, which I, I didn't know. He'd be back uh, running backwards, maybe or something. Yeah. <laughs> Time is uh, taking a turn for the for our good neighbor. Thing, things happen. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're never as fast as we were when we were like, what, 12? No, that's like your peak. <laughs> you can just run forever. <laughs> yeah, you never get tired. They, they, my kids did like five races in one day. Yeah, you do all the events. Yeah. And <laughs> not that, just one, you do them all. Yeah, if I had to do one, like one of those events, that's it. I'm going to go. Dead. Yeah. Get out for a week. I'll be whining to my wife, asking her for ice packs. <laughs> Today I worked for five and a half hours. I thought I was going to die. Turn it into a man, Pete. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. You got a suntan? Oh, yeah. My boss today, I worked for my brother Paul today. Paul got me Paul got me a job doing man's work. And I decided to go work for my brother Paul. And uh, we didn't even fight. You want to know why? Yeah. I wasn't there. Two separate towns. <laughs> we worked in two separate towns. It worked perfectly. Smart boss. Yeah. Smart boss. Stay away. Project manager. Yeah. I can just yell you on the phone. I can't swing at you from there. That's how I like working for you, Paul. I hope we that we can do more of that in the future where I don't see you all day. It went good. <laughs> right. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to work for you, sir. It was, a, it was a good day. <laughs> it is. Like, I worked for I worked for five and a half hours. I am the most injured motherfucker in the world. All over, I'm punctured with nails and screws and stuff yeah, like that. Perfect. The kid I work with, he's 19. Not a blemish Jeez. on him. Not a blemish on him. A couple hangnails he was showing me. A couple hangnails. Pete's, Pete's got 40 wounds. Literally, I, before, I, before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to dip myself in iodine and then go to bed. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think to do. I'm just a walking infection at this point in time, I think. It, it's horrible. Are you back at it tomorrow? I feel great. No, I'm done. <laughs> 
I fucking good, nailed it, man. Yeah, good thing you got some time to heal. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I said if I had to do that for a li- if I had to do that for a living every day, like real people, like real men, um, I'd still be working at that job, right? Because I would be so slow from the in- m- multiple injuries I would give myself. <laughs> but because it was a fresh job, right? Right, I whipped it off like nobody's business. Eh? The homeowner was so pleased. I couldn't even be more pleased how how good a work you got out of me today. Would you get a raisin bread? What? Maybe a nice piece no, of No, I got a bread? butter tart. Oh, I got a oh, butter tart. Homemade butter, strawberry butter tart. That's mm. fantastic. I ate in one bite, want to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> had a job Wait. to do. <laughs> I was on fire. I just wanted to get to, get to work and ate. No, not even any chit chat. Paul said something to me, though, when he was uh, there. He looked at, uh, at a bunch of farmers. This was at a farmer's place. They're just sitting around a, a, a box of a truck. You know, they're just leaning lean yeah. over the box of a truck, chatting about what they got to do. Solving the done. world's problems. Paul's like, look at those guys over there. Don't you wish that you were doing that, leaning <laughs> over the box of a truck? Isn't that the the, the dream? Living the dream? Oh, yeah, that is living the dream, in it, my opinion. It really is, actually. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's the best, right? Yeah. You know all the shit you got to do? You got other people that are doing the same shit. Yeah. You just lean over the box of a pickup truck, chat about it, talk, compare notes and all that stuff. It's great. Yeah, and the laborers are working. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Today I was actually, actually got to use offshore laborers too. <laughs> it was great. Like I was, I never got to ask anybody to do anything for me before. They did a great job too. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. They're good guys. Yeah. 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 They did all the stuff I didn't want to do. That's <laughs> terrible, but that's true. Look at asked, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. And I was done a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I did it because I was so fast and furious. <laughs> they probably told you to slow down. Yeah, they did. You're getting paid by the hour. <laughs> Turning into a man today. Yeah, I'm full of testosterone from physical labor, Jane. Coming in hot today. Yeah, you better watch out. Brace yourself. I'm coming in with a full head of steam. Musk is thick. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Musk, there's one person we haven't talked to, and it's Whiskey Wes Hagens. And I got to tell you something about Wes. <laughs> Every week we park a microphone in front of his face. Every week we miss an opportunity to get some real gold yep. out, of, out of what it is called, the balls on the nocturnal emissions. No question. We miss it every week, right? We miss opportunities every week. You know what the most popular show in the last three months is? It was Steve, <laughs> Weird Facts and Steve. Figure that out. And you know what? I think we're going to accomplish the same thing tonight with Weird Facts and Wes. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. I because, like it. Because Wes is an enigma. He's unknown to the Wrapped audience. a riddle. Right. We know very little about him. We know he can handle whiskey. That's right. But what else do we know he about him? He makes love to the bass guitar. He makes love to a bass guitar. <laughs> Period. Doesn't yeah. say much. Doesn't say Doesn't much. Doesn't say much. Strong, <laughs> strong silent type, I'd say. He speaks. Have we even hooked his microphone up? Is that the... I was, I've been questioning that for the last four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we got to say something that gets him upset. No, I got to say, you, we, we talked a little bit off the hop about Trudeau. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you see that on TV? N- no. No, you didn't I've see it? I've heard about it. Um, I don't have TV at my house. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? You and Steve both don't have TV. Common. Common Two people in nocturnal missions, both without TVs. <laughs> I'm waiting for TV. Yeah, you will get it eventually. I will get it. I'm not, that's unlike Steve. I, Steve. I will not get TV. <laughs> Steve's not waiting. He will never get TV. What about a cell phone? Are you going to get a cell phone, Steve? I have no use for a cell Wes phone. Wes has a cell phone. Wes has a cell phone. I've, I've contacted him on it various <laughs> times. It's Do you very have a landline? Nope. 
No landline. No. Why would why would you get one anymore? It's inundated, right? That's right. I have what, a ton of phone jacks in my house, but no uh, no phones. What about uh, a satellite TV? No. Internet? Internet for sure. Internet TV? Yep. Uh, that's the way to go, that, too. Uh, fiber optic stuff. Really? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, you I don't attack. even. Oh, the fast internet. Actual. Did you get limited with, with data for that? Just This is just a, for my own personal. No, I went unlimited. You can like, get unlimited still? Yeah, I think it was uh, 71 bucks or something. No way. <laughs> with the TV. Oh, I hope I get that someday. That is unheard of down here in Pine Oh, Ridge. our internet sucks Please. so bad. It's the worst. Please. Oh, Please man. God, I went that our way. Yes, what do we have to do to get... See, maybe I should stop trashing Trudeau for a little booby punching. <laughs> is that is that unlimited, the product unlimited, or is that unlimited? Like, Like one of those companies, whether it's Bell or Rogers, has... A package called Unlimited, but it's not actually Unlimited. Mm, it's just this package cap. called Unlimited. Oh, really? And you still have a cap on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that really? Was, that's that how was, they trick you? Yeah. They just give it that name? That's Dirty that's Pool by those so sons they, of bitches. They right? would totally do that, though. Those, those old cocks. Well, I want to... <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about Elbow Gate for a little bit. Just <laughs> a Big Titty Gate. Yeah, big, oh, yeah, Big Titty Gate. Sounds cooler. <laughs> I'll tell you. This was something it's like the guy we're trying or uh, as a country, the government's trying to get uh, this assisted suicide bill passed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And the NDPs I guess, didn't want the other team to get what they wanted, even though you think an NDP would want to get that bill passed, too, because it's kind of an extra liberal like it's a liberal side of things. Right. Sure. Yeah. But maybe they didn't like the wording of it or they just want somebody else to get credit for it, whatever the fuck the politicians do. But um, they were stalling the vote. They were trying to stall it to see if they could get past the deadline, let it expire. And Trudeau got pissed off, right? He was, like, sick of waiting. They thought it was childish the way they were blocking Blocking the the, the, the conservative whip from uh, coming through so to get things started or whatever. So he went and uh, went through the crowd of these NDPs and kind of in a huff grabbed the guy by his arm and like a ch- like walk him through like a child to say go do your job or whatever, yeah. like a dad that came out, which as a prime minister you think you know maybe he should, uh, you know give those guys shit if he's supposed to be the boss right, right. he's yep. a prime minister right maybe she- right. <laughs> That's right. Yes, yeah, exactly like Tony. Like, just like, like Tony that. Danza. Just like that. And uh, and. <laughs> And so uh, he had uh, he went and it, when he went and grabbed him in a huff, his arm went back, and there was this girl behind him. Uh, her name is uh, I want to make sure I get her name there. Ruth Ellen Brasso. Oh, yeah, I was mm. gonna say she's a French lady, isn't she? Right, and she reacted like she has been she had been shot, oh, killed, <laughs> right, shot and killed, right, dead, had horrified leave. by oh. the whole experience. Because he elbowed her in her boobs, right? Oh, yes. And uh, that's what it was. Now, let me just say this. Ruth Ellen Brasso <laughs> is an attractive woman, right? I'm going to tell her, say, go come around the record there. Come see, come saw. Right there. <laughs> right? Not come see, come saw. She's all come. <laughs> like, like, whatever. We all have oh, our boy. own opinions. <laughs> yeah, no come saw. Just uh, yeah. Anyway, she is uh, just she's all so, but she's a good-looking woman, is what I'm trying yeah. to say here, in a nice way. And uh, so, but she, I, 
she has great big huge tits too right like and that's not her that's not a i don't want to uh, objectify a, you know a public servant but there's a fact <laughs> she's got great big juicy titties now trudeau if that was elizabeth may the leader of the green party back there and you hit her in one of her little bean bags right <laughs> yeah she's flattered old uh, fancy hair and elbowed her in her tits yeah. right she might get a little bit titillated by it i think you know? yeah titillated oh, is right yeah, yeah. Where this girl, Ruth Ellen Brasso, she's a young, attractive woman with big, juicy tits. She doesn't want old pretty boy fondling over her or like giving her elbow in the tits. She got very upset by it. She couldn't. She had to get right the hell out of there. It was a. It was the worst thing that could ever have happened to her to be accidentally elbowed in the tit. When you have huge, <laughs> huge guns like that, seriously, you're gonna get those titties elbowed all the fucking time. Right on the street, on the, on the bus, uh, on the subway, on the yeah. bus, you know, in uh, you know anywhere, a coffee shop, right in the doctor's office, flipping, they're flopping, they're all over the place. <laughs> right, it's her 15 minutes of fame too. Yeah, yeah, to get her. Well, she really milked it. I'll tell <laughs> oh, you that. Pardon nice. the pun. <laughs> Pardon the pun. She did milk. Oh, yeah. She said she had to run out of. She had to get out of the house. It was upsetting. Yes. Because it upset her so much. Couldn't right? even vote. On it, it took her like a half an hour to come back in because yeah. she had to go in the hallway and have a timeout, right? Yeah, she missed the, the, the first vote. Apology. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. the vote. And the vote. I was looking at pictures <laughs> of her online. It doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> you know, just to prepare for the show. And uh, research. Research. research, research, and the one search I did was I, doing my research, honey. Yeah, I put in number one search. It was called Ruth Ellen Brasso. And I looked at pictures of her, and I, I was trying to find a picture of her big jug so I could show you guys, um, but I couldn't really. It was okay. There's a couple. But then I went, Ruth Ellen Brasso, big titties, right? <laughs> and then there was like one picture of her where you couldn't even see her breasts at all, and then just a whole bunch of pictures of big titties. <laughs> and then like what, one's like her Photoshop naked. <laughs> no, there was no Photoshops yet. I think it's a new thing yeah, coming. it's coming. Yeah. But she does have a nice rack, and uh, there's been a lot of chatter about it online. I've been noticing that. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm sure that's not what she wants to be known for. Well, she is now. Too late. Yeah. Too late indeed. You know what uh, we should do before we get too far into the show is do a little segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback is brought to you by Amazon. If you'd like to go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website, that's livefromthedutchhall.com and click on either of the Amazon banners if you're in Canada or the United States and do all of your Amazon shopping and a little bit of that money will come back and help the show. Also, if you'd like to go to VG Meats and get some good uh, freezer meat, mm-hmm. you might want to go to my website first, livefromthedutchhall.com and uh, print out the uh, VG coupon. Bring it into either of the locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek, and you will get a great deal, and some of that money will help the show. And uh, you know what? You can also go on that, and uh, you can always go to Life in the Dutch Hall at gmail.com and, and order a $20 Life in the Dutch Hall t-shirt. Oh, uh, they look great. So soft. Didn't one of, the, one of the members of the audience 
buy one today? Oh yeah, Barry Wilson uh, bought one today. Uh, well oh. known from T-shirt Club. Ah, very oh, nice. Oh yes, yes, he bought one Good today. Good guy, Barry. Yep. And the twenty bucks in cash. I actually sold a he couple live from the Dutch Hall uh, lighters yeah. today too. So anybody can do that. A rooster sucks balls lighter. Yeah, oh, that's a best. nice choice. Nice choice. You know who else I saw in my picture search, and she was smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it was Ruth Ellen Brasso. Oh, hacking darts. Yeah, hacking darts and smoking beers. Sporting. Oh, I tell you, she also has like a like a an elderly and older teenage son. Oh. Elderly teenage son. Like he looks like he could be twenty or something even. <laughs> Think she maybe had. he's not even in the teens anymore. I'm just saying, maybe I don't know. She looks like she looks young now. Might have had those big tits early on and <laughs> how big were they before, maybe? Who knows? Man, just to think of what might have been. She's a very attractive woman, I'm gonna tell you that. But don't objectify her. She's a public servant, Michael. Right. No, don't elbow her either. Don't elbow her in her juicy tits either, because that's going to upset her. She goes crazy. But anyways, what was I saying? Feedback. You know what? Uh, we have one more sponsor to mention, and it's Bushstock. Woo! We're not even going to say Lakeside Vista, but that's where it is. Lakeside Vista. And they're gonna, we're really excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> stepped on. We're going to have to do that again. Yeah. That's where it is, Lakeside Vista. Where the views are beautiful. The memories are even better. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> I stepped on the good one. So, you know, you know, um, Bushstock this year, we're really excited to be uh, promoting. If you go to the Bushstock page on Facebook, you're going to see um, you're going to you're going to see announcements coming out over the next week. So, it's just going to announce the lineups. It's going to announce what's going on on the weekend. Which is a Labor Day weekend. So I think it's like September third and fourth. Yes. Is that when it is? I'm really excited. We know a couple of bands, but I can't announce them yet. But there's some that have been firmed up, and we're very excited. We're still pitching ourselves heavily. The <laughs> <laughs> Nocturnal Emissions. Trying our best. And Crown the Lion. Mike's going for double billing. Double. Try, trying. We'll see. I'm trying to bill. Uh, I want to go Nocturnal Emissions. With special guest mm. Pete Van Dyke on one song. Oh, oh yeah, that's perfect. what I'm saying. Eduardo, let's do it. Well, that's a beautiful song. Why wouldn't we? And why? Right. Where can you see Eduardo? Only one place. Bushstock. Live. Live. <laughs> Live. Be that's uh, Labor Day weekend, September third and fourth. Go on the Facebook and look up Bushstock. Oh fuck! Tickets are flying out now. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's Eduardo right. Eduardo is going to be there. Sold one of a kind. Sold out. Eduardo, one night only. Yeah, one night oh. only this summer. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know what? I want, always like to recognize our listeners that, that uh, do things to support the show. And uh, this week we got just something, a simple token. What it was was just somebody went on our Live from the Dutch Hall Facebook page and they hit like for the program, that they liked the program, Aww. you know? Easy. This person, this person liked it and you know what happened? He, he was a former listener or a former guest on our program. And he hit like to our show and uh, all of a sudden, 37 new listens to his episode, really? which then became those people started listening to other episodes. And then all of a sudden, we got a lot more listeners just because that's cool or listens just because this guy liked Life from the Dutch Hall. Who, he, who is he, you might ask? Yeah, easy. He's our good friend of the show, Mark LaForest. Yeah, trees. Ah, trees. Fuck trees. 
Not fuckbud. That's, <laughs> that's, no. that's Rick Natchez. That is Rick Natchez. It's a different one. Hey, hope he's doing well, too. Mark LaForest. Great storyteller. And I got to tell better. you, Mark, Mark LaForest, because of your contribution, and you know, your fame, your level of fame equals 37 listeners. I just wanted to tell you that. Hell yeah. And because of that. That's a quote. You're a listener of the week. He's a listener of the week. This is his week. It's your week, Mark LaForest. Thanks, Trees. You know, we always like to try to get new sponsors for the program because we like to try to make it so we're not just doing this for nothing. You know, Paul was out there working today. He was shaking bushes. He was trying to get us some. Uh, he was trying to get us some support for the show. Right? What happened was we had a possible popcorn sponsor. That's as far as I'll go. We're not going to mention wow. his name because he hasn't. He hasn't given us any any mm. money or popcorn. That's exciting, though. No money or popcorn. So no money or popcorn, <laughs> no mention of your name. That's the rules, <laughs> yeah, right? Not yet. That's right. We need a bowl in front of us. Right. Now, the question is, and we probably shouldn't do this on air, but we were going to, because <laughs> Paul made the offer to me, and I realized how much of a whore I was immediately as soon as Paul made me the offer. I basically would have settled for him sweeping the extra popcorn off the floor, putting it in a garbage bag, and handing it to us. I would have mentioned his name on the show. That's what I would have done. That's how much of a fucking whore I am. Then I started to think, where's the line in the sand, Pete Van Dyke? Where do you draw the line where you say this show's worth something, right? Where is it that you can say I'm worth X amount, popcorn boy? I want a fucking, I want actually fresh popcorn. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm worth that. Yeah, and steaks, eh? <laughs> VG boys. Yeah, right. the VG yeah, boys that come on some steaks. A nice thick yeah. piece. Like yeah, it was too far weekend. Where the fuck are the steaks? <laughs> That's right. Barbecue yeah. time. Once in a while, a steak wouldn't hurt. No, no way. Our bellies are empty. Hey, Bushstock, what about an experience? <laughs> <laughs> You know, or a memory, <laughs> or a memory. Yeah. So is it too much to ask? What's Amazon gonna do for us? Let's send us a check for hundred bucks. Yeah, thank goodness they do yeah, that. They, yeah, well, they do anyone that. Anyone can do that if they want. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you can yeah. donate. Sign them and send them, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, anyways, I want to say the popcorn guy. I'm gonna have to find my floor. And then as long as you go a little bit over it, you can be a sponsor of ours. <laughs> that's all I'm asking for. Right? All right, that's fair. That's fair. See, he wasn't so hard on it. Paul's really getting upset with me. He's like, don't, I like this guy, you know, don't shit on him too hard, you know? He's all upset. I'm like, I'm not going to shit on him. I just want to say I'm a man. I'm not gonna, just going to roll over for some popcorn scraps off the floor. I have standards. You're right. <laughs> This show's quality is worth at least fresh popcorn. It would be freight fresh that day. And serve it, serve it in a bowl made of checks. <laughs> <laughs> the snack all. food? No, not the snack food. Actually, oh, checks written in Life from the Dutch Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder if I could cash that Life from the Dutch Hall if someone wrote me a check. There's no such person. I would say no. Right. <laughs> Send, write it out to Pete Van Dyke. What if they wrote live from the Dutch Hall with Pete Van Dyke? Probably. Then you'd no. have to sign it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I could do it. It would? Yeah, somebody uh, write him a check. Yeah, it has your name on it. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. You can just write a whole bunch of extra shit on a check. Could I write um, <laughs> hairy nipples, uh, you know, weirdo, cocksucker, Mike Bow, and you could sign that? Yeah. You could. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
You yeah. just describe me. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much is that. Put, that, put yeah. that in the re-field yeah. regarding. <laughs> regarding, yeah. Yeah. regarding hair nipple Mike Poe. <laughs> I think you have to write, write some sort of legal entity on the top line. I don't know though. Yeah, I was just a banker for 15 years. I don't know. I think you might know something. <laughs> we didn't actually take check. I didn't actually take checks. I didn't do. I didn't do most real banking things. <laughs> well, what else? Do, well, you know what? Every week we like to go to our buddy, the Haitian dwarf. But you know what? This week, he didn't give us any uh, feedback. Oh, just like our sponsors. Zero feedback. Zero feedback. So you know we're gonna do the Haitian dwarf this week. Fuck him. Fuck him. Play his song. Yeah. We're not playing your song. <laughs> we're not playing your song. If you don't send us feedback, we're not playing your song. I'm not just going to go through the motion and pretend I'm worried about you. You're a grown-ass man. Yeah. You know what I think probably happened with the old Haitian dwarf? What if I do have to, like, speculate. Okay. I think he just got caught up in uh, life in general, and he's just a show behind. He's listening to Cinco de Mayo. He hadn't finished it. <laughs> Mailed in his feedback last week. And this week... He hasn't had a chance to get through Bush Talk. <laughs> he hasn't had a chance to get through it. Still working on it. Yeah. Really shut it off at the Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, I think Radiohead scared him off. Maybe that's what it was. Just kind of just kind of give the show a break for a minute. Yeah. It was definitely not a ratings winner so far. I think I think it could have been something to do with used to uh, whatever that was. Why did you even want to play that song? It's a, it was Dave's idea. Yeah, you guys are fucked. <laughs> you know how you know what about you know about how much that hurt Wes's feelings the whole time. <laughs> it was painful. Wes yeah. played yeah. it for a long time. He, a long time he played it, and it was just draining him of his soul. Yeah, hurt me deep inside. Yeah, it's all right. You can listen to Radiohead. You'll feel. Well, better. you know what? You owe Wes a week where he gets to pick the song. I agree. And. uh it's yes. going to be something harder than it's you're used to. fucking heavy in here. Right? <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Because you would pick something along the lines of something. You, you're, 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 you're a heavy, you like hard music, right? Is that what you say? Yeah, saying? I got a pretty wide range. As long as it's not country or hip-hop, I, I'll listen to it. Oh, you're anti-country as well? Yep. Oh, I am as well. This is pretty unanimous. Yeah, Wes is, right. has Well, it depends. What about country songs? western? Nope. Nothing at all. There's no exceptions. No Johnny Cash. Uh, no the, Willie uh, Nelson. Johnny Cash, but that's, yeah. It has to be really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a CD on front to back. No, no, but like no. the odd song you let through because you can hear yep. the rock and roll in it. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing. I a lot of the good. It's like I I think that country, like my countries could be split up into genres, just like um, rock. You know, they'll have like alt rock. No. They'll have yeah. They'll have a uh, pop rock or whatever, and then they'll have like uh, um, just like heavy metal or whatever. Well, same thing with country. You can get like alt country or pop country, which is the most popular, which is the worst, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's the most popular. Yeah. Most offensive to me in particular. But there's so I'll m- say like me individually. There's so right? much of it now that you're right. There's probably so many subcategories of. No, but you're listening to some alt country and it's really good. Yeah. Or you're listening to some like, uh, yeah, like because it's because it's like real music and it's real like, and it's like not so like a cookie cutter as the pop stuff is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's still I think there's still good stuff in that genre. It's just like, but it's like you just gotta search for it. Same with like rock. Try to find good rock music anymore. Yeah. It's tough. How do you find it? It's out there. You gotta work yeah. hard to find it, though. You don't, you don't look for the pop in front of it. <laughs> That's right. 
pop anything sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it's popular, it, it's like uh, the hipsters got it right, I guess. You put classic in front of rock, and then you got your, your good music. <laughs> yeah. It's not, when did it stop getting good? You wouldn't strike me as like a New Order, The Cure kind of guy. No. Like during that era, your hair metal? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you never fail with hair metal. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good. No, then, bitches. no bitches. What do you mean? In hair metal, they, um, right? The drum, that hair metal drummer we had in said there's no women at the shows. Oh, no, that was in metal music. That's, yeah. Oh, metal. Metal, metal music. There's, there's Hair metal was all over. bitches. Awesome. Spandex. Yeah, yeah. That was a... Usually Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hair metal was like prime rock... The What you think of the rock star lifestyle, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the tights and the, and the poofy hair. hair and all the rest of it. Well, guys, if you want to get in touch with me for the next week's feedback, we got feedback. You can just give me an email, lifeinthedutchhall at gmail.com, or you can uh, like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm Dutch Hall on Twitter and Instagram. iTunes. And iTunes, yeah, you can give feedback on iTunes. And uh, if you do that, uh, make sure you give us five stars, just like uh, this week. Four, five. You know, as, as if he wasn't in enough trouble. <laughs> this week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh gave us some feedback on iTunes. Wow. Yeah. He had time in, uh, yeah. in the midst of that. The Haitian dwarf did not, but hmm. I, uh, but, the, but Prime Minister Justin Trudeau did. Hmm. It says, uh, your podcast captures the great spirit, uh, the spirit of the great country of Canada. Wow. Right, five stars is what it says on iTunes. You can go on there and see it. It says the Prime Minister nice Justin guy. Trudeau. <laughs> just took some time to listen. Right. Now, I think that that's bad for him politically to be associated with their program. <laughs> but, you know, it's his choice. He's really making some bold choices. He likes our show, and he likes uh, elbow and titties. <laughs> that's what he does. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I voted for him. Well. <laughs> I'd vote for him twice <laughs> after that display. <laughs> well, that's it for Feedback. Now we get our great pleasure to invite a guy. He's been on the show once before as part of uh, our live from Orangeville. He's a, oh my goodness, he's a member of the band Locomono. Hey, he is the wonderful Jay Kipps is here, everybody. Let's hear it for Jay. All right. Woo! boy, Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, man. So you made it all the way down to the Dutch Hall. Is it everything that you hoped it would be and dreamed it would be? I couldn't imagine it would be so <laughs> splendid. <laughs> yes, it is nice. Well, really, like having you here, it's easy. It it seems like uh, you fit in quite nicely, so it's gonna it's quite quite easy. Jay, I have you're, a. I, you're insulting me already. Is that? Uh, no, no. I mean, oh shit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sorry, I had too high of an opinion of myself. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. My voice is so shitty. I have to hydrate it every once in a while. But um, what I wanted to tell you uh, is that my band here, Nocturnal Emissions, they said, the one, Steve said the high point of his touring for Nocturnal Emissions was the live from Orangeville show. Is that correct, Steve? Absolutely. And wow, now he's, what an honor. That's, and he's trying to raise that bar. And that's, but the problem is, is that we need more bookings, right? And even with me, I've been doing uh, uh, comedy uh, for some time. And uh, I, I'm at the point now where my act is there. I just need more bookings, right? And 
you, with your band, and we barely mentioned this, do you, ha- do you struggle with that at all, or do you find that part, like, to find venues to play, how do you, how do you do it, or do, like, is it just a matter of going out there and shaking the bushes and, like, finding stuff where there isn't stuff? Yeah, I think, I think, um, a lot of it's networking, I think, you know, I think if you can be part of a community where there's, I mean, for music, where there's lots of live music happening, you know, I don't think people go and check out live music like they used to. Like, I, I think uh, you have a unique privilege, I think, with your format that to connect with people in a way that is music and then some, I think. Right. You know, you, I mean, you were telling me how you had people send in, you know, fans send in cash and that you yeah. paid for a lot of your equipment through that. That would be, that's a dream. I mean, yeah. you know, that you're connecting with people at that level is amazing. I, f- I think that people really at this point, you know, people don't go see live music the way they used to. And I think people are very passive about how they consume music. But you have a format here, I think, that, uh, you know, people really want to engage with and, and follow yeah, it's along. It's more about building a relationship with yeah, anyone yeah. anymore in today's day and age. Even if you're selling a product, like uh, if you're selling widgets or whatever, it's still, you still have to have a social media relationship with your customers. You have to have, like, being, like, being, like, a, a part of their day-to-day life. You know, it's not like it used to be. It's not like you can just take the mass advertising and that. You have to have a constant reminder of your presence in their life it's it's different you know people are used to like two second interactions or whatever you know like just flipping through and seeing your fit something that you're providing them every day and then they become reminded it's a different sort of uh wiring or something you know what i mean yeah i i I think for me i've it's always been around too like music has always been around my family i've got lots of family that are bluegrass musicians out in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I've got uh, my dad was friends with Ronnie Hawkins when I was a kid. Oh, really? Robbie Robertson was around when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. They're all, <clears throat> I'm going through puberty again this week, but the they like a lot of those guys are local, eh? Ron, Ronnie Hawkins did a lot of gigs around this area. Yeah, right? Ronnie Hawkins yeah. and the Hawks. Yeah, because yeah. the band like oh, well, Rick Danko's from just down the road yeah. here, and then uh, Robbie Robertson uh, had family in Six Nations, I think maybe is one of his parents were from six nations i think yeah so. I, I uh we stayed at his cottage when i was a kid out on rice lake and we played spin the bottle with his daughter and oh. really back in the day yeah. yeah robbie robertson is he a good guy i was pretty young i mean i would have been oh, yeah. seven years old or something like that seeing him around but my, my point just that you know he that music like-, like i grew up with parents who were in the arts and right, right. and uh you know so it always seemed to me accessible or you know, within arm's reach to mm-hmm. to do what they were doing. Not that I could or have, but right, right. I've had an opportunity to play with people like Jeff Healy, and I played with the Northern Pikes. And oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Northern Pikes, right? Years ago, but but it's always been around, and I've got lots of friends who are, you know, um, like Juno Award-winning musicians yeah, and yeah. stuff, and I think if you can connect with people who are much more talented, at least for myself, that are more talented than I am, it kind of connects you to that world. Right. And oh, there's nothing worse. Even in comedy, like, if you're, you want to be with good comics, right? You want to be on a bill with, with yeah. comics that are as good or better than you are so that you can get better. Yeah. Otherwise, you're wasting your time, you know? Like, you just, you, you don't want to be the best guy on every show because then you're not going to learn anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I find it's like it's a hunger though, like to book gigs, to get out there, to make it happen, to 
play shows, to create opportunity to play shows, to play shows with other bands and acts that are bigger than you. To like, it, it, right. it, it's never satiated. It's always something I'm thinking about. Always something I'm trying to orchestrate and manifest. But you gotta pretty much hustle, right? You gotta hustle. I think for me, the band has to be ready for it too. So, like, I could go out and and make lots of commitments happen, and and I might be able, willing to travel to those commitments or right, to right. do a tour right away. But everybody else has to be on board and ready to make that happen too. And, right. Uh, I know what you know, you're saying. And I'm Charters. in a band with six people Charters. right now. That's a lot to navigate. Chamber. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, six people is like the, that's the nice thing about the white stripes when you think about something like that, like a two piece. Yep. You're like perfect, you know, like, or, or uh, who's the Royal Blood? Yeah. Right? A two, two piece. Yeah. Think about how easy that is to manage. Because even when you're new, you can put all your equipment in like in a van, yeah. you know, and just travel around. You Money get, goes further, too. Yeah. You only got to yeah. pay two people. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, I think the advantage of Loco Mono is we, everybody's so different. Like the tastes are so different. You know, I was saying to Chad, our lead guitarist, it's almost like it's like the village people or something. Like everybody is so <laughs> unique. You know, I think uh, it exposes us all to lots of different things we wouldn't normally consider. Right, right. And it may and, <laughs> and it makes uh, it makes it more universally applicable. So right. you know, with everybody doing such different things and different people leading songs and our own stuff and switching instruments, like there'll be somebody out there that at some point we'll connect with. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. <clears throat> I like that, especially uh, when with this format, when we can just get something kind of more spontaneous at the beginning of the show, and we can mix it up and stuff like that. Or get new people in, and kind of just have you do something uh, new. It makes it more fun, eh? Yeah. We've always we've always had a good time with it. Well, I think that's why Orangeville is my favorite stop. I mean, we we shut it down and like five o'clock in the morning or something <laughs> like we played for 10 hours it was awesome yeah yeah and then we and ruined we ourselves for kept going and like <laughs> if we didn't have to do anything the next day we just yeah. keep going yeah, yeah. it the, was so much fun yeah charters was no good in leamington his voice was gone remember <laughs> oh right. he was a train wreck well, yeah. i remember thinking i would say to my wife like we were both thinking how the hell are they going to do this again tonight like yeah. charters yeah. couldn't Charters couldn't. You sounded like you did last week. <laughs> yeah. Sounded like I was singing. It was Radiohead. <laughs> Just practicing. Just squeezing an old cat. I think That's going it. into something like that, though, you got to be prepared because you knew you're going to have, a, you know, a couple like. Oh, we start. Like, I, like, like you said, the band's got to be prepared, right? I, yeah. I like that. That's that's. You're dead on. Well, it's I, hard to get hard to get like everyone on the you same gotta page to go. You got to build yourself up for it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and everybody has to like it. Come, it can come down to something as simple. I find is, is did everybody have a good day that day? Mm-hmm. You know, like you could be there and ready and dialed, and for you to pull it off, it's got to be. Yeah. You know, everybody has to be in the right headspace and right. You know, Definitely get what helps. they need, get the intoxicant they the quick hire to make it happen or whatever it is but everybody's got to be at that right level to really pull it off i think you know i agree yeah that's the thing about this show nobody's as drunk as uh as i am and i think it's uh i think it's a damn shame we should all be the same we should all be in this together i don't care that you guys everyone sleep over every thursday yeah from now on yeah well just ballsy and i were here yeah we're, there we're you with go. you yeah that is the, that is the best thing ever. See, you guys should be on the same program as me. We'll have a good right, time. Pass me another beer. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, we're getting to the point. We're getting pretty close to a segment. 
no, it's Jay, I only want to say one thing. I forgot before I want to talk to Jay about this. I've been doing a lot of stand-up lately, and uh, the one thing I heard this week, a quote this week I heard, is about the, the similarities between musicians and uh, and comedians, right? And they said that uh, the quote I heard this week was from Brian Regan, and it said, musicians play an instrument where comedians will play the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like... Uh, I always think about you guys writing a song, you know, like you guys can, uh, musicians can write a song, they can practice a song, and then they can, then by the time they go out in front of an audience, they already know the song, right? So they can just play it. Whereas a comedian's got to go out there and learn the song in front of the audience and then, and suck in front of an audience for the whole time. You know, who was really great at that was uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister? Twisted Sister would do this thing where, if you were the guy in the audience who wasn't rocking out to Twisted Sister, they would turn the audience on you. Oh, really? So you did not want to be caught not rocking it to Twisted Sister because because uh -uh. there was a fear. It was in a the bullying. Room. Yeah, yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah. And they they would look for that guy who was in the corner, not really. Yeah. You know, no, just sort of shaking his head, but not losing his shit, and they would go after him. Right. So, you know, really uh, set a real high bar in terms of just really engaging everybody in the show. I think. Well, that's kinda cool. That's kind of where I was getting at. I was like, you do you guys, and this goes to you guys too, the the uh, guys in the band. Do you guys, when you play a uh, gig, do you ever tailor your set list to the? to the audience like on the fly where you notice like this is working and I just want to we'll, we'll go more with this because they're not liking this sort of stuff always well for me for always you? yeah there's always stuff that we'll cut or the sets are never as long as you think they are first of all it, it's always you don't always get through it all and I always find that I'm I'm saving the best stuff for later and yep. then when I get to the best stuff the room's empty right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% yeah, yeah. You you tailor to the crowd. I think the more we've done it, whether it be with Nocturnal Emissions or Crown of the Lion, you you play to your audience. You, you can kind of tell what they're digging and what they're not. Or well, especially whatever. if they're dancing, you want to keep yeah, that group that's, going. Yeah, that's, that's the it. big thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. this is working. Let's yeah, go with yeah. more of this. Don't even end yeah. that song. Like that. I think that's part of it too. Is like being spontaneous and trying to keep the band going on something for like if it is working and usually you don't let that go yeah. as long to know look everybody is up everybody's rocking out we gotta yeah. we can we gotta we get away us. with a little yeah. longer we gotta yes. keep it going and then somebody stops because that's when you normally stop it's yeah. hard to that's you know yeah. it takes practice i think yeah and that's so in that regard then that quote is full of shit because you guys play the audience too right 100%. you have to then but uh, but the, I think that's the only instrument you have as a comedian is the audience. Like you do want to like feel the room and always like kind of target what kind of what kind of jokes they like, and then you, so then you know like they go shit. I got a I got a young crowd. They're not going to get my Fonzie references. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know like I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to make a Fonzie joke with these fucking twenty one year old fresh faced assholes <laughs> who hate me consistently every week. It is much more. You do have to expose yourself in a different way, I think, being a comedian, I would think. Like, you, well, you can't it is more interactive. You can't just, like, dive into your instrument. You're you're in a conversation the whole right. time, right? I think, like, and, you know, I think it takes a lot of skill for a musician who's really effective at, like, telling stories in between songs mm -hmm. and carrying the audience with them through mm -hmm. it. The, like, you know, Bill Poss is really good at this. But, like, from beginning to end, it's a story. Fred... 
Eagles yeah. Nets amazing at this. I think there's, you know, it's a real skill. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's something that uh, that you see those the they used to have a show called Storytellers on yeah, like VH1. VH1 or whatever. Yeah. It was great. I love that. You know, the when people would tell you the behind the scenes stuff, and but some guys stunk at it. You know, yeah, like, they would yeah, exactly. They would just couldn't tell a fucking story, yeah. right? Well, look at uh, like Randy Bachman. You know, he's yeah. the stories that he tells and and his show are that kind of. You know, that, I think that that takes a whole other other. Story. Yeah, yeah. There's guys that can tell a good story that know there's a there's like a setup and a point. Yep. You're getting somewhere and stuff like that. It's like, uh, and then there's people that don't. Most of them are called <laughs> women. Oh, oh. Ow. <laughs> sorry. It's true. A lot of women can't tell a story. Save their fucking life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's true. Right? You ever been to a wedding and you listen to bridesmaid speeches? Uh. <laughs> they are shit. Consistently shit. I've been to many weddings. Right? And bridesmaid speeches are always the same. The good ones are, are hilarious. Really good. Really good. Really good. The I've, good heard, ones- I've started some shit groomsmen speeches. And oh. they, usually, they usually go like this. This guy, I, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. Well, the bridesmaid speeches are always like this. There was like, I remember the time we went skiing in Tahoe. Yeah. I remember the time we slept over in your pink bedroom with your. I remember the time we went to yeah. spring break, and I remember when your dog um, licked peanut butter off my boobs. <laughs> You know, whatever it was, you know, it's always that bullshit and it's boring and no one cares. It's between the two of you. Wait till after the wedding, you know, yeah. the wedding speech is a good time to tell a story where she shit her pants at the fair or something. Like that. <laughs> That's what it should be. <laughs> right? Anyways, we got to get to weird facts. Do you want to play with us, Jay? Sure. All right. It's not really a game. Bought you years ago for Christmas. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you've never made it sound like that. No. I tuned it up for him. You know, we like to do a thing called Weird Facts to close the show out. I'm going to start off with a question Which transfers more germs, kissing or shaking hands? Shaking hands. Yeah. I didn't mention it was kissing an asshole. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> True or false, it is illegal to graffiti someone else's cow in Texas. True. Of course it's true. Death by uh, shotgun? Yeah. Does that mean it's legal to spray to graffiti your own cow? Yes, you can. It's the brand, right? Statistically speaking, women are better drivers than men. (laughs) Sure. Sure. That is false. You know what it is? It's because women don't take the chances we take. We like taking great chances, and that's the reason why we have more statistical accidents. But women aren't doing that thing where they put their car up on two wheels. Right? It's men that do that. (laughs) You know what, Steve? Your country of Germany, reluctantly your country of Germany, they have officially abolished college tuition fees. Hey, way to go, Germany. Even for international students. So if you don't want to pay college for your kids, teach them German. Rosetta Stone. That's that's all you got to pay for. One Germany Rosetta Stone, it saves you university tuition. 
Hey, university's free in Germany, even for international kids. No, you don't. Send your kids there. Send to Germany. You know what? Uh, semen, you know, semen comes out your cut. Uh, oh, I thought you meant the uh, trend on, on boats. boats. True. No. Semen contains both zinc and calcium, False. which are both proven <laughs> to prevent tooth decay. Oh. oh. I just want to say something that's kind of unrelated to that fact, and that's... Uh, Makes your teeth white. My wife has a lot of cavities. <laughs> Too many cavities, I think. <laughs> and I would be willing to help her any way I can. Unrelated. Uh, you know... Uh, Jane's in for a night. You ever heard of the... Uh, what I call the insects of the sea, the lobsters? Mm. Lobsters? Yeah. They are functionally immortal. Hmm, really? Yes. They show no signs of aging. They have no loss of appetite, no change in metabolism, and no decline in health overall. Until you put them in a pot of boiling water? Their only downfall is their deliciousness. That doesn't help them deteriorate greatly when you put them into a pot. <laughs> the best way to get the right answer on the internet is not to ask a question. It's to post the wrong answer <laughs> on purpose. So if you really want to know, yeah. how, oh shit, how do you seal your driveway? <laughs> you just put something on there saying, I just poured a bucket of shit on the driveway. And it worked. And it worked. And then someone will tell you that's not proper. That's how you find out. Pound for pound, what is cheaper? False. An average new car or an average hamburger? Pound for pound. The new car is cheaper. <laughs> new car is cheaper than a hamburger on a pound per pound basis. What is the most shoplifted book in the world? The Bible. Oh, I nailed it, Steve. Right off the hop. That's true. The Bible. Facts. Dolly Parton's breasts are both insured for $300,000. She's not worried that about elbows. That seems low. This feels like a peep trick. No. It's a million each. Maybe back in the day. But not anymore. $300,000 is the right answer. She is not the... She, like, no one... I was going to say $300,000 a piece for a 65-year-old woman's breasts. <laughs> Come on. But the Dolly Partons. Is it really worth it? If Dolly Parton posed in Playboy today, are you guys interested? Playboy doesn't have nudity anymore. Really? Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what I heard? Steve Fox. There's no more centerfolds? You know what? I heard they've turned into like a maximum. Yeah, yeah, they're like a maximum. I only ever read the articles. Who knows what porn on the internet? I like the jokes. I like the jokes. The little cartoons are always good. You know what the busiest day in the USA for plumbers is? The day after Thanksgiving. Yes! That's two in a row, Steve. You nailed. Okay, how about this? True or false? They have, uh, they're coming out with a Bluetooth tampon. Oh, I believe that. 
Oh, that? <laughs> Bluetooth tampon. It's and, true. And it's got like an app. It tells you when it's yeah, time it's got to an take app. it out. It goes to your cell phone. It tells you when it's time to change it. Fuck. Refills for 13 bucks a box. The original thing costs you like 40 Awesome. If you can't tell, you have a, you have a device in your vagina. <laughs> it could kill you if you don't take it out. Just remember. <laughs> There's a string around. Tie the string around your finger. <laughs> We're really putting the men in the menstruation right now. Yeah. You know what? There's one other thing that's out there, and I just wanted to talk about it. I think it's a weird fact. There's a thing called um, Bang Fit. Bang Fit by Pornhub. And it is a, uh, it's along the same lines as a tampon. <laughs> where you, you get an app for your cell phone. It goes along your waist. And in the morning, you can choose a different sex exercise on Pornhub. Oh. And uh, you can, uh, it tells you, you can choose single player, two player, or you're a real player, which is multiple, like more than two. Really? And it'll show you sex moves to do, and you just basically like fuck to the time that they want you to fuck. Oh, it's like a metronome. Hmm. And they'll monitor how many calories you burn and how how much uh, weight you've lost. What are you going to do? Sex. This? <laughs> All right. It's time, so, Peter. <laughs> let's just end it. <laughs> All right. That's weird facts. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you know how to do it. You get me go on live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. You can also like me on Facebook. Follow me at Dutch Hall on Twitter and Dutch Hall and Instagram. Otherwise, we will see you and see you next Thursday. Well done.